Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today, we're going to be talking about post-separation abuse. A lot of us have been in an abusive, toxic, narcissistic relationship, and all we're thinking about is the moment I walk out the door. If I could just make it outside, if I could just figure out how to leave him. And that is perfect. That is the best way to think about all of this. But let me be totally honest and crude with you. Once you leave an abusive relationship, there will always be post-separation abuse because they have to have the last word and they will always want to keep gaslighting and manipulating you. There are still different ways that they can continue the post-separation abuse due to the fact that they do not want to relinquish control and therefore they will find ways to keep abusing you from afar. Number one, co-parenting, otherwise known contra-parenting. Well, they will find ways to reach out to you to request things that are ridiculous. They will find times where they want to spend time with the child, trying to ruin your plans. They would not want to help with things that the child needs just because they know that this will help you, especially financially. They will find different ways taking you to court because they want more time or they want to pay less money. Number two, which is more or less tied to number one, would be litigation abuse. It all depends if you're taking them to court, regardless if it's regarding parenting or if it's regarding a divorce or splitting the house, whatever kind of action you or they are taking against each other. Because with litigation abuse, what they can do is they can keep extending and keep requesting the process. They can figure out ways to prolong the process just to drive you crazy. Start requesting new information and new requests and finding different ways to keep dragging you down either because they want to get their way or they're just prolonging the situation just so you don't get your way. They're just trying to make you go through more trouble and they just want to see you suffer through the process. Litigation abuse is just taking any kind of legal action and just extending the process and making it harder on you. It could be A, money, B, time. Three is just finding a way to get a reaction out of you. Like when they were looking for reactive abuse just driving you crazy so they can see how you explode and find some reactive abuse in you through litigation abuse. Another type would be the smear campaign. The smear campaign is almost always a given. They will start talking to you. They will start talking about you, number one, to the next supply. Additionally, they will start talking to whoever wants to lend their ear to listen to them badmouth you. It could be as close to you as family members. And I would know because it also happened to me. They will get people on their side, not only to create the smear campaign and start talking smack about you, but also finding flying monkeys. If you don't know what I am talking about when I talk about the smear campaign and the flying monkeys, I go a lot deeper into detail on episode 
22, The Smear Campaign and His Flying Monkeys. In this episode, I talk about what each of them are deeper than I'm going in today. So if you want to know more, go back and take a listen. They're going to get people to talk bad about you and they're going to find people that are either on their side or people that might be on your side, but not necessarily. They're looking for people that are blind fools, that they will believe just anything. It could be people that don't like you, like those kind that you know they don't like you, but they won't miss one of your stories or they won't miss one of your posts. And you know that they don't like you, but they're always lurking around. If the narcissist gets a hold of one of these, you're in trouble because what they will do is figure out a way for this person to be taking around gossip. For example, in my case, I had a family member come up to me and say, oh, did you see he has a new girl? Or did you see he proposed? And it's on his Facebook. And they were just trying to bring information into my circle that I wasn't looking for. They were trying to figure out ways to get under my skin for me to be finding out this information, probably thinking that they were hurting me. In my case, that wasn't the case because when I was done, it had just clicked and I was done. So there was nothing at this point, unless it was with my child, that he could have done to hurt me. But he thought he could. He thought that I will find out that he was going to get married and I was going to get jealous and I was probably going to get in between the whole thing and maybe try to stop him, which it was not the case. But he had a flying monkey that was supposed to be on my side as much as I thought that person should have been on my side. But this person was finding everything out on their side and trying to bring it over to my side just so I would have the information. Not to create any kind of conflict, but just to push the idea into my head to see if it would bother me or trying to make me feel uncomfortable. These are the types of people that are flying monkeys because they're blind fools and all the narcissist needs from them are for them to be blindly loyal and full of venom for you. If they can find somebody that doesn't like you, that would be the best flying monkey. Flying monkeys are also used for number four type of abuse, triangulation. In triangulation, it's using a friend, a family member, or somebody else to create a hostile environment, creating drama, pressuring you into doing things that you wouldn't want to do. Or they could also use the triangulation to use somebody else to get you to do these things and they stay out looking like they have nothing to do with what is going on when this third person is abusing you through what he is requesting. I know that we are so over this because it had been going for a while, but I have to bring it in and I have to talk to you about it. You remember weeks ago that we were all involved in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial? Yeah, I know that we're all over it, but I got to tell you something. This is one way that you can see post-separation abuse. And I am not going to talk about the relationship. I am going to talk about the trial. After the trial, it was clear that she was found to have defamed him and having it done with malice. What happened after that? Not only did her lawyer went on interviews, but 
she also went on an interview on national TV to talk about what she thought had gone wrong. All of this of going on the TV, creating interviews, being seen at Target, supposedly surprised by TMZ, and all of these things that she is trying to do to be seen is only ways that she is using to keep abusing Johnny Depp. Because she has no connection to him anymore, because they are totally living lives on their own and this is all done for, she still needs to have some control. She still needs to figure out ways to keep abusing him and finding ways to talk bad about a whole situation that she's not supposed to talk about on TV, trying to request for the verdict to be thrown, looking for excuses of things that could have gone wrong in the trial. These are all things to keep abusing him from a distance. Even after you have been discarded, they will always use it. You are discarded, but at some point, they will try and hoover you back. More than likely, at the first fight with their new supply, they will figure out ways to get in touch with you and try to hoover you back. And hoovering you back is trying different ways to get to suck you back in, even though they might be with somebody else, because they want to pull you in to keep the control, the gaslighting, and the manipulation. And this is still post-separation abuse. To keep the abuse, they will use the different ways of communications that they think, because it doesn't work with everybody, but they think that it will work. For example, you will never find anybody like me Nobody will love you like I will love you. And these are things that if you come from an abusive cycle, from an abusive relationship, especially if this comes from childhood trauma as well, it's going to play in your mind. Am I going to be able to find somebody that loves me? Is this my last chance? Because the truth of the matter is that not everybody that is in an abusive relationship recognizes that the relationship is abusive. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. But sometimes we try to put up with it because we think it's better to know what we're doing than actually wonder where we're going to end up and what is going to happen. But let me tell you, it is better to start looking for ways to exit your relationship because even though they will try post-separation abuse and they will try to keep getting at you, the more distance that you can put between you and this person, the better it's going to be for you. Yes, it's not going to end when you finish the relationship, but it will make you stronger once you're out of that relationship. It is going to help you leave the relationship, even if they're going to try to continue to do things to get you mad, to get you to react, to get you to feel bad. But when you are in an environment that keeps you sick, you will never get better. If you get out of the environment that is making you sick, you can get better. And it's not going to happen overnight. And the reason why I'm trying to talk to you about the post-separation abuse is because you need to start making changes now because the longer it takes for you to leave, the longer the post-separation abuse is going to linger. But if you take action 
fast action sooner than later, then yes, it is going to happen, but you'll be done with it faster, sooner than if you keep postponing it. If you have children with them, it is indubitably that it is going to happen, but some of them just get tired of the constant having to put in work because having to abuse you through children is also having them to put the effort to take quote-unquote care or time into this child. Yes, at times this time and this effort is not good for the child, but some of them do get tired of putting that little effort in. And eventually, after they see that they have abused you or they find something else to entertain them, that can stop. Or, for example, in my case, when my son turned 13, I said, it's up to you. He has a cell phone. Father calls him on his cell phone. I have nothing to do. He asks me for permission to go when he wants to. And if I don't have any plans, which is usually the case, then he can go with his father when he wants to, as long as he wants to. But it is not something that I deal with anymore. And I know that we have different types of people to deal with. But in my case, that is what I'm doing right now. It was just me setting up the boundary that I am not going to deal with you anymore. Your child is old enough to handle when they want to go and to handle everything through their own phone. I don't need to be put in the middle. This year for me is all about peace. And anything that is or was disturbing my peace, I no longer entertain it. And this is what you have to start thinking about. It will not be over in the blink of an eye, but the longer you stretch it, the longer it's going to take. I have a free resource. You can get the free guide at raquelcolina.com forward slash move on. If you're looking for other alternatives, ways that I can help you or that we can connect, you can also go to raquelcolina.com forward slash connect and everything or how we can connect is all right there. I will be putting these links in the show notes so you have easier access to them. If you're also looking for coaching, coaching spots are still open during the month of July. You can go to cometorise.com and that will take you straight to the page talking about the coaching program and you can fill the assessment at the bottom of the page and I will reach out to you as soon as I get that assessment. If you have any questions, don't forget that you can send me an email, which is also in the show notes. I hope this has helped you either learn that you need to move forward sooner rather than later, learn to recognize if you're going through post-separation abuse that this is normal and what to expect and how to handle it. Also, keep your mind open to what can come, but as soon as you're out, your world would be so much better for it. Even if you have to deal with any of these five post-separation abuse tactics they use. To summarize, number one form of post-separation abuse is co-parenting or what we can more likely call contra-parenting since what they do is go the opposite of whichever way you're going. Number two is litigation abuse, trying to extend any kind of litigation in court. Number three is the smear campaign, talking smack about you to other people using the flying monkeys. Number four, using triangulation with the use of third party to keep the abuse. 
Number five is hoovering, trying to call you back into another cycle of abuse to then do the whole thing over again. And number six is manipulating you with comments like you will never find anybody like me or nobody will love you like I have loved you. Open your eyes so you can see these things coming from a mile away. Don't forget facing small fears can lead to big changes.